This podcast is brought to you by the Empower Her program, a 12-week gut and hormone restoration program. If you are suffering from chronic digestive and menstrual cycle issues, this may be the program for you. Go to www.sophieandkyleen.com forward slash empower her to join the waitlist. Welcome to the She Talks Health Podcast, your source for information about all things women's hormonal health. I'm your host, Sophie Shepard. I'm the founder of She Talks Health and the co-creator of the 12-week Empower Her group gut and hormone program. I'm a certified functional health coach and a holistic menstrual health educator. This podcast was created to give you clarity about how to take control over your hormonal health using safer, natural options. I created this podcast to cover the widespread and complex health issues plaguing women today. From the rise of infertility to the epidemically high numbers of women with autoimmune disease to menstrual cycle problems, digestive issues, anxiety, weight gain, food sensitivities, mental, emotional, and energetic imbalances, and so much more. If there's a topic that you need answered, I encourage you to write us at podcast at shetalkshealth.com and we will try our absolute best to cover that subject. My greatest mission in life is to help women radically change their health and their lives by teaching them how they can use their hormones as their superpowers. So with that in mind, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the She Talks Health podcast. This is your host, Sophie Shepard, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and women's menstrual and gut health coach. And today I have one of my very best friends and a partner in the Empower Her program, Kyleen Turhune here. And we are going to jam like we always love to jam about the gut hormone connection. Welcome back to the show, Kyleen. Yay. Thank you. I always get so excited to chat with you and uh, to see you recently. We got to hang out in real life, which was pretty awesome. We did. We got to, yeah, we got to hang out in, in the real world <laughs> in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> Kylene came out here and uh, Jeffrey and I are looking at apartments. So I think we're going to move here. So it's very exciting times. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And so Kylene and I get to jam about this stuff all the time. And we realized that not everyone knows about this amazing connection between our gut microbiome and our hormones. And as menstruators, um, I think it's really important to know this connection because oftentimes we try to kind of treat um, hormonal imbalances by um, masking symptoms, maybe with birth control or with other medications, or we just go after the symptom directly. And one of the things that Kylene and I were always taught as functional diagnostic nutrition practitioners is to never, ever, ever chase the symptoms, um, that the root cause is often um, multiple and further upstream and far away from the symptoms. And so one of the ways we see this in the human body is how the gut will influence our hormone production, our hormone excretion, um, and just like our general well-being. So I think to kind of kick things off, we had Kylene on the podcast before. She she did a great job of giving us an overview of, of gut health. But maybe let's start there, Kylene. Let's let's give the audience just a little bit um of like what is kind of a, a healthy gut, um, what is gut health, and then I can talk about hormones and then we can tie them together. Does that sound good? 
Yeah. So I like to start with the foundation. That's a good idea um, because, you know, gut health is a keyword. It's been popular for a couple of years now. Um, starting back in like 2018, microbiome was a hot topic. It was, you know, on top of the cover of all these magazines. And so really um, interested people, people that are interested in the topic, they will self-educate. And so they may have um, some basic information. Um, but then when we kind of really look at the details, it's really exciting. So I like to keep it really, really simple when we're having these types of conversations and think about uh, gut health from two basic perspectives, and that is the actual layer of cells in the gut that acts as a physical ba barrier, keeping toxins and chemicals and undigested food particles out of the bloodstream. This is a very, very important barrier. Um, and then the second piece that we uh, think about a lot when we're thinking about gut health is the balance of the good and bad bacteria, what, what composes our microbiome and includes, you know, all the, the good and bad uh, bacteria, yeast, fungi, parasites would always fall in the category of bad, but all of the, this balance between those um, organisms and what they can do for our health. And when we have a breakdown in either area, that physical barrier where things can start slipping through into the bloodstream or an imbalance, like you have a pathogenic overgrowth of something, um, more of the bad bacteria, you have a suppression of the good bacteria. This is when we start to see those symptoms come out and this trickle effect over the course of weeks, months, and years of these types of imbalances happening. And that's when people end up having what they consider, um, you know, gut health problems. Although I will, a uh, quick caveat there, a lot of our clients have symptoms that they would not necessarily associate as being digestive or gut health symptoms. And obviously your focus here talking about hormones, a lot of people don't associate that as being a gut problem, um, but it absolutely is so related. I always think uh, that if we want to work on any part of our health and we ignore the gut, good luck. <laughs> so that's kind of how I think about it. I think about that physical barrier and then that balance between the good and bad bacteria so that we're having a, a healthy a balance of those organisms there. Yeah, I love that simplicity of it too, because I think it can be very intimidating to start thinking about the gut microbiome. Like even the word microbiome, people are like, what is it? Um, <laughs> and um, I love the idea of that because it just kind of, it breaks it down really simply that there is a physical barrier. And when that's breached, we're looking at things like leaky gut and um, inflammation. And that's kind of a big part of what Kylene was just saying is like how you can't really skip the gut. I mean, how many times have Kylene and I had a client say, I've been sick for 20 years with, you know, fibromyalgia and this autoimmune disease and this hormonal horribleness. And you'll ask like, Hey, so have you done a stool test? And they'll be like, no, no one's ever checked my gut. It's like, well, so ugh. frustrating. <laughs> Cause we know, right. The gut is or, the or, or, and this is what I think is more frustrating. Um, is I had a client the other day, she has, I mean, a laundry list of problems and she was getting all the conventional medicine tests, even the quote unquote GI ones, you know, where they, you know, look at, you know, they take this, your scans of your body. Um, they do endoscopies. They look down into all these different things and, you know, they're all coming back normal, except that she's feeling terrible. Uh, thankfully, however, she is working with me and, um, before we even, so first of all, her, her stool test, her GI map did come back with quite a lot to work on. 
but we haven't even, she hasn't even really started that process yet. We just started working on nutrition and lifestyle changes for her and some of her symptoms were already improving. Um, so that's, I mean, it's really exciting and it's, it's frustrating when, um, this basic foundational work is just ignored. Um, and people are told that you're healthy. There's nothing I can do for you. Your labs are all coming back normal. When in reality, I mean, this lady, it was barely functioning well when we started working together because the, you know, that you have so much pain and inflammation in the body and she has uh, mouth sores. It makes it very, very difficult for her to even speak continuously for long periods of time during the day. And she gets very tired and uncomfortable. Um, so, I mean, and this was just one of, of many on a list. So it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely impactful. It's definitely important. And I just, what I just listed, who would ever think that that's related to gut health? Who would, who would think? Mouth sore, right? Sores. I, and I can even share, I, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast before, but I know I've shared it in our group program, Empower Her, that my histamine response um, was in my mouth. And for any, and we'll, we'll be talking about histamine this year on, on the podcast, but histamine is a major signaling molecule, molecule, excuse me, that's utilized by the gut microbiome. And when it's produced in large amounts, it tends to, um, indicate like a, a latent infection, sometimes a viral infection and healthy and diverse gut microbiomes. The gut bacteria are so amazing. They actually have the ability to degrade histamine. Um, once they receive the message that there's histamine to be, um, produced, it can act the gut bacteria. If it's healthy, can kind of tell it to chill out and not to cause this massive, what's called a mast cell activation. But in me, uh, several years ago, when my gut microbiome was not in a good place, I had a mast cell activation situation where my histamine went crazy in my mouth and I got canker sores and I had 15 canker sores. They, they were like hives and then they turned into canker sores. And I was like, literally had to cancel clients. Like I couldn't speak, I couldn't eat. Um, and in, in what was crazy about it was it was actually a really good example of the gut hormone connection, but it was showing up in my mouth and which is why Kylene and I never chase symptoms. Um, because what was happening was my gut was screwed up. It was not turning off that histamine signal and I was at ovulation. And we know that ovulation is the highest part in our menstrual cycle where we have the highest amounts of estrogen and estrogen also kicks up histamine. So I had like a double whammy of like hormone gut layering that caused me to have this massive reaction in my mouth. And it is just an incredible, uh, I think it's just an incredible story, like hearing your story with your client, hearing this story or remembering the story, how much like the, like the whole body is connected. <laughs> it's like crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. And she was just talking about some, you know, she had made some nutritional changes and everything. And she's like, Kylie, I just feel like my inflammation in my body is going down. Like I can tell. Um, so, I mean, it's just, you can sometimes feel these things that we can't even really see happening in our body when we make the choices. And and if you think you just are, are toxic, like some people will just describe it like this. I feel toxic or I feel inflamed. You have to start with your gut. And the easiest way to do that is to start by what you put in your mouth because what we put in our mouths feeds the bacteria. Yeah. And so we can either be feeding it in a good way, like so the good strains that are really helpful and help regulate hormones and help us poop and help us create B vitamins and help us heal and seal that gut lining. All of those, you know, bacteria do a lot of amazing things like that. Or we can be feeding 
through sugars and processed foods and things like that, we can be feeding the pathogenic bacteria that actually do the opposite. They poop toxins. They cause inflammation in the system. They damage the gut lining. They cause us to have diarrhea or constipation. They mess with our moods. They you know, don't help with our hormones or our energy or any of these things. And then we have a problem. Mm-hmm. So when, like one of the easiest things we can do is just start by looking at our plate and and just, just look at it and say, do I think this is you know going to help feed beneficial things in my body? Is this plate of food providing nutritional information that is beneficial for my well-being? Or is it like sort of neutral, like you're splurging on something? Or is it like a net negative where no, it's actually – this is information for the bad um, or the pathogenic, the negative bacteria that actually cause me problems down the road. And that's kind of a basic way to kind of think about it. But um, I think it's really important to start viewing food that way um, because we really need to outnumber um, what we're eating with the beneficial over the negative. Yeah, we we talked. We had a little. You know, we have a free Facebook group for anyone who who wants this information on a regular basis. I don't remember what it's called. We'll drop it into the show notes. I think it's the title of this podcast: the Gut Hormone Connection. Yeah, I think it's like the Gut Hormone Connection. Um, anyways, we we just did a video about what Kylene just mentioned, which is kind of this bank account for your gut and your health, right? And like every time you eat, you can think about that in that place of like, am I adding to my bank account or am I subtracting? from my bank account and without really judging it either, just an awareness so that you can course correct if you need to. And I think that's really, really important so that um, we're kind of adding more to our, our savings account, right? Or our checking account of our of our body and building ourselves up. If you think about your body, like a percentage or like a, a bank account that makes a lot of sense. And the best place to start is your plate and like looking at it and thinking, is this plate like alive? Am I eating food that's alive? Because that's what we need, right? Our, our body can't be consuming just dead dead food all the time. So that, I love that. Um, Kylene, do you want, I was going to just link this a little bit into hormones. Yeah. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add? Um, the only thing I would say kind of about what we were just talking about is to encourage people that have been super hardcore on their nutrition and feel like they're doing all the right things. I want to encourage you that there is still hope if you're still struggling because we do work with a lot of clients that have done extreme elimination diets or eating super clean, gluten-free, paleo, dairy-free, sugar-free, and they still have these issues. So while that's a great place to start, a lot of times it's more um, preventative in terms of supporting your health from getting out of control. But once things are imbalanced and, and let's just say you've picked up some parasites and you have a yeast overgrowth at this point, almost no diet is going to really work for that hundred percent. That's where we really believe that testing comes in handy and you have to go in and have some targeted protocols. And then nutrition is going to support you through and after that. Um, but I do just want to encourage you because sometimes I think people put such a focus on food and we do believe it is really important, but sometimes it's not the only step in the process. Um, so yeah, let's talk about hormones though, because the gut and the hormones are super connected. And I told you I had a super great example from a, uh, client earlier today and it was, it was so cool. So she had already gotten her stool test and was working on a lot of her gut 
stuff already. And today we were going over her hormone test. She was an Empower Her client. So for those of you who have heard us talk about that program, it's her 12-week gut and hormone restoration program. And all the women get a stool test and a hormone test. And we put them together and kind of help them figure out exactly um, what is going to be right for them. And so this was really cool because she was ar- she was already feeling a lot better, which is great. We always like to hear that, right? You're you're doing these things that we ask you to do, and you know your energy is improving, and this and that, and your skin is improving. So yay for all of those things. Makes me so but happy. I, got, <laughs> I know, but I got her uh, hormone test back, and her estrogen was super sky high. So there's a lot of reasons that this can happen, but we get on the phone and we start talking and she's giving me all these positive updates. She goes, but the one thing, she's like, I'm really still constipated. Ah, ding, 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 ding. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first place I wanted to go with this conversation. So I love that you have this example. Okay, keep going. So I go, listen, this is like utmost priority. We've got to get this ironed out ASAP. Like don't even start anything on the protocol. I'm going to recommend you until we get you pooping. Um, and just in case anybody's curious, I'll give you my, um, my frontline recommendation for that. And that is magnesium citrate. And so if you are struggling with constipation, then you can take magnesium citrate up to what we call bowel tolerance, because the only side effect of these water-soluble vitamins is once your tissues have absorbed the amount that they need, they say, okay, I have enough. Thank you. I'm working fine. Now we're going overboard a little bit. So what it does is it eliminates it. So magnesium will, you'll poop it out. So it's in, in terms of constipation is a great side effect. It's the side effect that we want. And if it takes you a long time to get up to bowel tolerance, your body probably needs magnesium. And if you're worried about taking too much, just be encouraged. Most people are deficient. And if you take quote unquote too much, you'll poop it out. So this is actually the side effect we're looking for. This is the benefit we need from it. So don't worry about taking it. Magnesium citrate is going to make you poop. So she had a magnesium that has magnesium citrate in it and a couple others. And I said, listen, take this till bowel tolerance. And uh, what you want to do is make sure you have the magnesium poops, you flush it out, you feel good. And then you can lower it down until your bowel movements are normalized. And that's where, you know, that's going to be your maintenance dose. So you at home, maybe you want to try that. Um, it's, it's, it's really, um, magnesium is such an important uh, nutrient for us, but we had to get, we have to get that first because if you are not pooping and you're chronically constipated, what does your body do? It breaks down chemicals and toxins and hormones, and it marks them to be excreted. And when they're not being excreted, things like estrogens can be reabsorbed in the body, causing this estrogen dominance. So one of the most important things, if you are estrogen dominant and this shows up on a test, is that your detox pathways are clear. And one of the most important, obvious ones that we can monitor is your bowel movements. Mm, So amazing. She's going to feel so much better soon. (laughs) That's so great. And um, yeah, just to like uh, piece into this a little bit too, like, so estrogen dominance can show up. We've talked about this on the podcast before, but just in case you're like, I don't know what that is. That is when estrogen, which is one of our two main sex hormones, right? We have estrogen and we have progesterone and estrogen is supposed to be the head honcho in the first half of your cycle. So for about two weeks um, from the day you start bleeding until you ovulate, it's building consistently and it's building the uterine lining 
And then when you, um, it contributes to helping you kick out the, the follicle with a luteinizing hormone, um, the egg out of the follicle, excuse me. And, and then from that point on where that egg was, that follicle will turn into the corpus luteum and that's what pro- when progesterone starts. And so in the second half of your cycle, progesterone should be in charge. It's like she's the queen bee, but because of plastics and hormones in our meat and stress and our gut and not pooping and our liver being tox- toxic or or just being burdened, we can end up having this thing called estrogen dominance, which is really an imbalance of progesterone to estrogen in the second half of the cycle where progesterone, either you didn't ovulate or you just didn't create enough or the gut and liver isn't clearing your estrogen enough. And so you end up having this imbalance in the later part of your cycle. And for all of you ladies are like, well, what does that even, how does that manifest? Heavy, heavy cycles, clotted cycles, painful breasts before your period. Anxiety. Yeah. Anxiety, moodiness, um, constipation, big one, insomnia. Um, so yeah, just like all the really fun things that we get to deal with. So estrogen dominance is no joke. Like it's also been linked to like fibroids and endometriosis and other uterine type of diagnoses. So we want to make sure like progesterone is in charge. And one of the best ways we can do that is through pooping. And the way that that works is that when your ovaries make estrogen, the body uses what it needs and it's supposed to get the rest out through the liver and through the gut. Um, and when it goes through the liver, estrogen is deactivated and then it's dumped into the intestines for you to poop it out. But in order for you to poop it out, you have to have that good balance of a, a group of bacteria called the estropolome. And that's going to help you to regulate and break down estrogen. Um, and if you have an overgrowth in that bacteria, in that estrobilome in your gut, you can have this enzyme called beta-glucuronidase in your gut. And that's something we can actually measure and we do measure with all of our Empower Her ladies. And if that is activated um, and that's high, then what it does is it actually undoes the work of the liver and it basically puts toxins and estrogen back into the original state stuck into your body. So if you want to do a visual, I always think of this as like your estrogen is getting packaged up at like an Amazon delivery service (laughs) and your liver is doing all that work and then it gets put into a truck and, you know, shipped to your house. But the Amazon delivery guy like chucks your package (laughs) at your door and it spills out and all the estrogen goes, goes out. Okay. So we don't want that. Um, and so that is one of the biggest ways that Kylie and I see over and over and over again, that the gut and the hormones are super connected. Love that example. She's going to feel so good. Hopefully Mm -hmm. that all that science made sense to you guys. We like to inform you fully on what is going on in the body. Cool. Um, so there's a couple other ways that the gut and hormones are connected. One of them being through inflammation and autoimmunity. Um, Kylene, do you want to take that one and kind of explain how that works? Yeah. And, and just to kind of like make it super simple for people when we're talking about these, these things are a couple root causes that, you know, keep coming up over and over and over. And one of them is inflammation and one of them is stress. And stress is such a blanket term. It can be mental, emotional stress. That's really important to understand. Um, and then physical stressors, uh, which typically when we see things pointing to stress and inflammation, like on a hormone test, what do we immediately think? We immediately think of looking at the stool test because that's where a lot of the internal stress manifests with these imbalances. So it's a pretty, um, 
it's a pretty big deal to com combine the two if you're having an imbalance in hormones. So yeah, so with stress, inflammation, autoimmune disease, so in order for an autoimmune disease to occur, three things kind of have to happen at the same time. And it's like uh, the perfect storm, if you will. And one of them is a genetic tendency for the autoimmune disease. One is leaky gut. So again, like you basically, like it's a requirement. <laughs> there is no one in the history of the planet that's ever gotten an autoimmune disease that hasn't had leaky gut at some point. And if you have an autoimmune disease and haven't addressed it, it's probably still going on, which is why one of the best, most important things people with an autoimmune disease can do is work on um, finding the right nutrition for for supporting their body and calming the inflammation because, because at that point, um, that's how a lot of people can kind of manage it really well. Whether or not you need to stay on um, medications depends on the autoimmune disease, how far it's gone. Um, the individual, et cetera. Like some people have to be on medication for life. So I'm, I'm definitely not saying, oh, you know, food is going to cure your autoimmune disease, but it is a, an excellent management tool for a lot of people. And that's why. And so you have to go ahead. To give an ex a personal example. You guys know this. I have Hashimoto's and like food was a huge part for me. I was eating like a standard American diet, um, but I had leaky gut too. Like I had to deal with both. Um, but one of the things that I had to do was stop eating foods that were causing me to have leaky gut, like gluten, um, and, and causing me to have inflammation, um, like dairy and soy. Cause those were really inflammatory for me. So like it goes together. Right. So, okay. Keep going. <laughs> so you have a genetic, uh, predisposition, you have leaky gut that's happening, and then you have some sort of environmental stressor or trigger um, that basically starts this process happening. And that, again, that, that encompasses so many different things. It could be like a major life event that is a, a huge stressor. You, you could get divorced. So, um, a parent could die and something happens. Um, you get food poisoning. You know I mean, all of these different things, you have some sort of major life event or stressor or environmental stressor triggers this cascade starting. But going back to the leaky gut part, you know, that that is exactly what you were talking about in terms of what what makes that happen? What causes leaky gut in the first place? What triggers this cascade? Eating all of these things that are super inflammatory and stressful. Now, people ask us a lot, well, how come my husband can eat whatever he wants? And he's totally fine. Or how come, you know, my sister over here, you know, it does completely fine. You got to think about everybody's life, everybody's stress, everybody's environment, personal environment, if you're living in a different home is different. So in these situations, you know, let's just give your husband or, or a man or some other human being as an example. Let's say they were born vaginally. So they immediately got set up with their mother's uh, microbiome through vaginal birth. They were breastfed. So then they had all the colostrum and um, immune system support from their mother. So they had two things immediately supporting this development of their internal microbiome. Um, they live a fairly stress-free life or have a personality where they just kind of like let things roll off, right? Um, they generally eat healthy. They have a lot of energy. They've never had any personal trauma or, you know, extreme events in their life and they can eat whatever they want. That makes complete sense to me 
because they basically were set up from the beginning of their life with a very, very healthy microbiome and they don't have a lot of stress. And so their body has this capacity to handle the stress that they do throw at it. On the other hand, a lot of the people that we work and I, you know, Sophie and myself would probably fall in this bucket as well. Um, you have one or many things in that list that are not there that leads us to be more susceptible. So in my own life, throughout my life, I have had extreme stress, several traumas, um, starting from a very young age. Um, I had something happen in my childhood that was extremely traumatic and then trying to deal with that as I age. Um, and then you add all these like random things. Like I grew up by a nuclear power plant <laughs> for like 18 years of my life. And it had several leaks, by the way, and like a ton of people um, in the, like within like a block radius, like had cancer, like all this kind of stuff. So everybody's stressors are different, okay? And it depends on so many different factors. And so you know, it's not that these foods that we think necessarily, oh, like wheat is okay for some people and it's not for other. No, it just their body might be able to tolerate it still doesn't mean it's good. So when you have somebody that is sensitive or has a history of digestive problems or has autoimmune disease, these types of things become so much more important because they are the factors that we can control. We can't control the past. We can't control sometimes the environment, you know, the, that we're in all of the time. Um, if you can, that's, that's another great thing to take control of. But just as an example, you go to work, there's ball plugins everywhere that are, you know, releasing these chemicals that are uh, xenoestrogenic and all this kind of stuff, there's a lot that you can't control. So when you have these symptoms, you start to think, okay, what can I take control of? And your nutrition becomes a huge piece of that because it can either contribute to or help heal something like leaky gut that we know impacts all of these other things down the road. That was kind of a long tangent to your question. but <laughs> It was fiery. So fiery. I loved it. I loved every single second of it. And it's really important because we also will see this and I, I, and I know I'm speaking directly into someone who's listening to this podcast that you will diet and exercise yourself mm-hmm. into a place where you are so frustrated because you're like, why don't I have the body that I want to have? I don't know, Sophie, if you saw my Instagram story yesterday, but I literally went on a rant about this yesterday. (laughs) I did a whole TED talk about this on my Instagram story. Definitely go check out Kylene's Instagram. She's um, fiery, um, like me often. Um, But like, if you think about what Kylene just said, you cannot lose weight if you are inflamed and your body is exhausted and you are stressed out, it does not work that way, unfortunately. And by cutting calories, like saying you say you are dropping down to 1,200 calories a day and you're doing hit three times, five, six times a week, that is going to tell your body like it is unsafe for me right now. Um, and that will make your body hold on to fat so that it can survive. So like Really, you have to, I hope that this is coming through. Like we have to take care. We have to take care of our bodies and not run them down because they've already been exposed to so much in in most likely. If you're in a place where you, you know, you can't lose weight and you can't get fit, it's probably because your body has been through the ringer, like Kylene, 
right? Or, you know, you had all these things build up through your life and that's not your fault. But ignoring that is going to make you feel crazy because we know because we've been there. So another approach would be to lower the stressors that are in your life, deal with past traumas, you know, get your gut in line, um, get some testing done. Um, and, you know, really lower the mental emotional stress, I think is huge. Um, there's several other things, you know, like in terms of your environment, like Kylene said, like getting, <laughs> getting a diffuser for essential oils instead of like those Glade plugins and getting a water filter. So you're not taking in antibiotics and birth control and other medications through your water, like all these little things, they actually build up so that your stress bucket isn't as high. Um, so yeah, yes, I love it. There's one other. I used to be an avid Bath and Body Works obsessy. I'd get the the lotion, the uh, the uh, antibacterial hand stuff. I would get the you know everything, the the plugins, like everything. <laughs> and oh gosh, I I don't even like go into that store anymore. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. We don't even realize how much environmental stressors we're under. And um, I wanted to just finish with one final um, way. There's several others, but there's one other way that the gut and hormones are connected, and it's similar to what we were just talking about in terms of how autoimmune develops and inflammation. So we can, we can get inflammation in the body and what people don't understand is that inflammation can go anywhere. Once there's leaky gut, it, the, the inflammation can go literally to your brain anywhere. Right. And that's why, <laughs> why does someone get MS versus someone else gets hypothyroidism versus someone else gets rheumatoid arthritis. They have a genetic reason. And, you know, their body will start developing that autoimmune disease because it the inflammation in the gut is going through the bloodstream anywhere in their body. But one of the places it can go is your ovaries. So inflammation can stop the brain communicating with your ovaries to create follicle-stimulating hormone, which is what's going to help you to ovulate, which is what you will make progesterone from. So remember 20 minutes ago, we were talking about how we want progesterone in the second half of the cycle to combat estrogen, one of the ways it can get unbalanced is this inflammation in the gut causing a communication problem between the brain and the ovaries. You could think of it like telephone, <laughs> but you're trying to call somebody and they can they're they have some you know bad service and they're only hearing every other word. Um, and just directly in like in the actual development um, on the ovaries. Um, it can also overstimulate estrogen and testosterone and block your thyroid hormone, just inflammation, just straight up. And without those hormones working properly in the right ratios and getting excreted in the right ways, like we talked about earlier, we end up with irregular cycles, skipped cycles, heavy cycles, painful cycles. So it, it's really... Um, it's really important that we get our, our gut lining sealed and healed and we stop eating foods and and thing and getting environmental exposures that cause inflammation in the body. And it can take a while. You know, I think it took me a couple of years to get all my inflammation under control. Um, but these are like the ways that our gut really impacts our hormones. Um, and so if you've been kind of spot treating for a while, this might be a huge key for you. And we, um, we hope that this has been really, really helpful so far. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add, Kylene? Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. If you're thinking about inflammation, one part of your body, you got to start in the gut. So if there's inflammation in your brain, 
you got to work on the gut. If you have inflammation in your joints, you got to work on your gut. If you have inflammation around the time of your cycle, you got to think about your nutrition and your gut and your lifestyle and all these different things. Um, and it's, you know, it's really interesting. I saw um, this dietitian do a video on TikTok and she was basically saying like, um, you know, people prioritizing different sugars over other sugars is stupid because they're all sugar in the body. And I'm like, it's such, it's such a zoomed in perspective. And you've got to zoom out because I don't know about you guys, but my body does not respond to processed white sugar the same way that it responds to sugar from fruit or honey or maple syrup. Yeah, definitely. So we know that processed refined sugars increase inflammation in the body. So I think, you know, that kind of perspective is so obnoxious to me that it's so mainstream, that it's so focused on like calorie counting and, you know, all these things and it's sugar is sugar and it's it's not. And we've got to think about inflammation and just try it. The thing is like, just try it. See what happens if you eliminate gluten for a while. See what happens if you eliminate processed sugar for a while. Just, you know, if your body doesn't change at all, you are in control. You can always go back to the same way you were eating. (laughs) But if you really want to try it, just commit to it and see what happens. Because the reason we're so passionate about this is not only because we've seen it in our own lives, but because all of these women that we work with see results like this. They like, like that client that I said earlier, she hasn't even started working on her uh, you know, gut health protocol yet. And she was like, oh my gosh, I just feel the inflammation in my body lowering. I can feel it. And that's because of some nutritional changes she made. So the inflammation is huge. And if you're experiencing symptoms anywhere in the body, really, it's probably due to inflammation. And where do mm-hmm. we start focusing on that in the gut? And where do we start focusing on the gut? Start with what we're putting in our mouths. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think you're right. Like that, that perspective is really narrow and everyone's individual too. And that's the thing, you know, you have to kind of create something for yourself and you're in charge. Like that's, that's why our program is called empower, (laughs) you know, like we want to empower you to be in charge of your own destiny when it comes to your health, um, which is actually kind of exciting timing wise. So we are about, you'll, you'll be listening to this on April 28th when it airs. So on May 1st, we actually have an, a really great, workshop that we're giving out. It's only $37 and um, it's going to be about the gut hormone and food connection. So a little bit of what we've talked about today, but we're going to go deeper and we're also going to explain in more detail why food is not the only solution to gut and hormone issues. Because like we said, we do have plenty of clients who come to us and their, their food is super dialed in and it's not their food, right? They have other things going on in their gut or in their bodies that need to be addressed. Um, so we hope you'll join us. Um, I'll drop the link for that into the show notes and there'll be a replay. So even if you can't catch us live on May 1st, you can totally catch the replay and have that resource forever and ever. And we hope that it's going to be really, really useful for you. Um, and if you are been listening to this podcast for a long time, you know about Empower Her and you've heard us talk about it. Um, we are going to be launching it again for the second time this year. Last time we sold out plus five. <laughs> we actually found it in our space somehow to add five more women just because we we didn't want to say no to them. Um, so it sells very fast and we will be um, letting people on this workshop know about it first. But by May 2nd or 3rd, you should have access to it. I'll drop the 
link for that as well into the show notes. Um, and basically, um, what this program is, is a 12-week gut and hormone restoration program. Like Kylene mentioned before, you get access to both Kylene and myself, and we have a third coach um, who is also FDN certified and trained, um, and we all specialize in the gut hormone connection. So if you are dealing with acid reflux, bloating, gas, constipation, diarrhea, PMS, painful cycles, missing cycles, fibroids, endo, PCOS, Hashimoto's, like you kind of name it, we've Mm -hmm. covered it. Like you would be shocked to see the transformations that these women who are chronically ill for 20 plus years are feeling. They're losing weight. They're, they're no more brain fog. Their hair stops falling out. They feel more energized. Their gut issues dissipate and their hormones are starting to get back on track. They're having great cycles and great periods, which is like really funny for them because they're just like, wait a second, (laughs) what? My period is wonderful. Like, what is this? Um, It is, I think, the best of all the worlds because Kylene and I really spent some time thinking through what does a woman in this space need? You need the information from the labs. So we do run the GI maps. We run the Dutch Complete, which are a hormone and a gut test. We give you a personalized, customized protocol to follow so that you aren't still guessing. And you literally have two, three now FDNs for (laughs) three months. Every single week we do a call. And in between, we have this incredible Facebook group, which I mean, gosh, the women in this group are just so supportive of each other. And I think that's the third part. You have guidance, but you also have community. And we know what it's like to go through this type of stuff on your own. And we don't want anyone to feel that way. So we're just super jazzed about Empower Her. We, We love that we're able to offer this at a less of a price than it would be to work with us one-on-one and that the women in it are seeing so many transformations and they love it so much that they're actually going to continue at a much lower price um, with us um, just because they love having the support in the community. And um, anyways, we just want to cordially invite you to hop on a call with us, see if it's the right fit for you. There's no pressure. It's a free call. And we'll see if you're one of the 20 women that needs to be in this program right now to radically change your health, your gut, and your hormones. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm super excited about it. Uh, it's May 17th, by the way, and I think doors close a couple days before that. So, yeah. And again, not to you know pressure people, but those calls um, for the question calls to see if it's a good fit, those book up super fast. And uh, we actually, last time we only did it for a week and this time we're, we're trying to not kill ourselves by doing it over the course of two weeks <laughs> so we can actually have some real life breathing time um, while we're doing this. Um, but those calls book up super fast. So again, if you're interested, make sure you check out the workshop. Um, we'll kind of lay it out in the workshop. There's going to be amazing information in that as well. And then um, if you're interested in signing up, hop on a call or just go to the links under this podcast and and you'll be good to go. But yeah, we'd love to see you there. It's an awesome program. We love all of every single woman that's been through has just been amazing. The community is so supportive. Like you said, it's just an incredible group of women. So yeah, we hope hope you'll join us. And Kylene, thanks so much for spending uh, 45 minutes with me today. Yeah, anytime. Sophie, hope to see you soon. Thanks for having me on. It's always fun to talk with you. Awesome. Great. And uh, we will see you soon in a couple of weeks on the next podcast for She Talks Health. We have some really incredible people and really incredible topics for the next few months. I cannot even wait 
Um, this has been such a pride and joy for me to create this podcast and give you guys all this amazing information. So definitely stay tuned. Uh, and I will talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. I hope this episode got you one step closer to achieving your optimal health. If you liked this episode, please spend a few seconds to rate it so more women can find this resource. Be sure to tune in for more women's health support next week on the She Talks Health podcast. And in the meantime, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at She Talks Health. I have an open door DM policy. No question is stupid and I'm always here for you. 